this week on the IGN UK podcast. Scientists. Oh, scientists. I'm pivoting my galaxies. Scientists. I've been pubic since I was about three. Hello. Hello, Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is our 131th podcast. Who are you? Uh, my name is Tom Butler. I'm <laughs> yeah. not your usual host, so apologies for the shambling nature of this intro. Um, joining me on the podcast sofas of Doom are Mr. Stuart Reed. All right. <laughs> Daniel Kruper. Hey up. Keza McDonald. Hello. And Chris Chris Tilly. Hello, pod people. <laughs> Chris Chris Tilly. Chris 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 Tilly. <laughs> Chris Chris um, Tilly. We have had a very busy week as always, but mostly we've been playing trials and swearing. <laughs> it's been a really busy week, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Busy week every lunchtime. The noises that Tom makes whilst playing trials are something I've never heard utter <laughs> forth from the mouth of a human being before. I did sound like an opera singer who had just been punched in the boobs yesterday. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's Is that the burping? Right. And the burping. And also I found that I'm quite fond of the word shitballs as well. Shitballs, yeah, you've coined shitballs. <laughs> you've coined shitballs? <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound nice. Is that, well, is that a phrase? Is that an existing better than phrase? Shit, that was a phrase? It's better than shitting shit ball balls. coins. Balls of shit or balls full of shit? I don't, well, I don't want to get into let's, let's really not get semantic about that. Fuck. So but is the game really that good? Uh, yeah, multiplayer. So it's a, a, a preview build, right, Daniel? It's preview co-tom. But yeah, yeah so it's pretty much finalised, though. It's... Um, is it? As many people play Trials? It was, quite, it was, it was, very, su- it was a very successful XBL, XBLA game. Mm. Um, it wasn't out on PlayStation, and it's motorbikes, and it's deceptively simple, but actually quite complex. Isn't our Overlord like, the, the best player in the world? One of them, what? he was. Yeah. RMD, yeah. Ian Chambers. Yeah. <laughs> Overlord. It's not Overlord. I was thinking of the Xbox game. Overlord. Well, he, he, he is, is but he's 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 slipped down the rankings. He's, he's not, not as gonna, good as he used he's to be. He's not going to like us publicising the fact he slipped down the rankings. No. He's not. So is evolution a evolution of trials? <laughs> Brilliant question. Brilliant. Tom. It's more of a it's a revolution. It's a whole revolution. It's a revolution. Um, but we've been playing the multiplayer. That's new, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I think I th- I think our favourite thing in the multiplayer is the bailout though. Yeah. So if you're approaching the finishing line, even if you're in the last place, you still have a chance to win if you launch your cyclist from his motorbike <laughs> at gr- incredible velocity. And that can also that also depends on how you're hitting your last bump, right? Because if you hit your last bump right, I think it's like angle of the bike, how much momentum you have. Yeah, and you I bailed out from like halfway across the track yesterday. It was, it was amazing. incredible. It was, it was so incredible. Good. I like sneaked, to, snuck, and, sneaked. And if and if you mess it up, you don't respawn, and you're forced to watch your prostrate, twitching body. <laughs> Just <laughs> as the time clicks, yeah, as as time making dust off. angels. Um, I think is my, my favourite thing is that how finely balanced the scoring is in the in the in the multiplayer. Right. So yeah, do you want to explain that? Well, just how uh, you if you fall off your bike, you rack up uh, penalty points. So if you finish first, but you've been tra- lagging behind all the way through, then you'll still not rise to the top. Right. When the points are dished out, whoever's had the least amounts of faults. And has done best in the race will will rise to the top. So the cream always rises. So you're, that's your phrase when My we play phrase, it. Yeah. That's when you're losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told someone about the bailout feature last night, and they said, "Oh, it sounds like toolboxing," which <laughs> I thought was really, you know. Oh, but it adds, you can turn it off though. You yeah. can turn it off if you want to be all serious. Like, oh, well, that it really adds to it. Adds the drama, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been doing lots of. Um, but you've you, been away as well. I've been away. Kez has been away. I was in Poland for a day. I went to see the new Sniper game from City Interactive. City Interactive published Sniper a few years ago and they self-published it. And because they self-published it and they sold 2.5 million copies, they made a shitload of money. Mm. And they've ploughed all this money into new projects. So they still have this 
ethos and sensibility of a quite a small studio and developer, but they've got all these new games coming out and they've lured people like Stuart Black to go work for them. He's still working in the UK, but he's making a game called Enemy Front. It's another shooter. It's based in World War Two, but it's along the lines of um, War Eagles Dare. So it's like um, sort of a 70s war movie, a bit like Inglorious Bastards as well. It's just about killing Nazis violently. Did you get to play that? Yeah, I got to play that. It was it was, it was fine. It, you know, it it looks very similar to Call of Duty, but you know, it was fun enough. And uh, Nazis. Nazis just killing Nazis in violent ways, which is kind of satisfying, I guess. I guess. Have we done enough of that though? I yeah. I've done quite a lot of Nazi I've killing done, in video games. Not yeah. Life. More we, Nazis than we, zombies. You, you were in the war. I was in the war. <laughs> yeah, you're a veteran. <laughs> um, where have you been? I went to Reykjavik for Eve FanFest, which we're going to talk about a bit later, but essentially it was an internet spaceship convention <laughs> that was completely <laughs> impenetrable to me from the outside as a person who doesn't play Eve. It was mental and I loved it. So we're going to be talking a bit more about that later on, right? Yes. Yeah. Where have you been, Tom? Uh, I went on the Harry Potter studio tour uh, last Saturday. Uh, Warner Brothers are opening Leavesden Studios, which is the home of Harry Potter. They basically made all the Harry Potter films there at this uh, at these studios, and what they've done is turned two of the hangars uh, or two of the sound stages into a permanent Harry Potter exhibition. Is it so? It's still a functioning studio, like as well. Yeah, there is, is there is uh, half the other half of the studio is still a functioning uh, studio. Um, it's now Warner Brothers' official home in Europe, um, and it's the only studio in Hollywood that has an. A, a, uh, a base outside of Hollywood. Okay. Um, so they film uh, the Batman films there. Um, they do a lot of other stuff. And there is talk of expanding Leavesden into uh, sort of a Warner Brothers kind Theme of world. Right. Um, they, I think there was talk of, of rides, but that hasn't progressed any further than sort of just the... So what was the best bit of the tour? Well, the, the tour opens um, with a little video from uh, the three main stars. And then, and then I don't want to spoil it for you. Can I spoil it? No, I don't want to spoil it. But then uh, you end up going into the Great Hall basically and the, as you walk to the great hall it's it is pretty magical what was the best set was it the great hall no um diagon alley it's much smaller than real life than it's it much looks, smaller in real life yeah diagon alley was the best set because it's just it is a street and you can go up, you can look through all the windows and look into all the different shops and Ollivanders is there and then you've got the weasley's sweet shop and so you know the question on everyone's lips yes is there alcohol in Butterbeer? There is no alcohol in Butterbeer. They serve <sighs> Butterbeer halfway round uh, in like an outdoor area where you can look at Privet Drive, the night bus, um, some of the chess pieces, Hagrid's bike's there, the Ford Anglia's there. And it's a cool little outdoor bit of a, a break between the two hangars. Um, but yeah, they serve Butterbeer. Um, a bit disappointed that it came in a plastic cup. Just like oh, a little like... You want, a, you want like, a proper like flagon. Well, I was hoping for like a big frosty flagon of yeah. butterbeer like spilling over, but no, you get a very small amount. It's very tasty, though. So if you want alcohol in your butterbeer, bring a hip flask. <laughs> yes, you Excellent. can see that. It tastes a little bit... Uh, well, it tastes a lot like toffee cream soda. So imagine that. And then it's got like this creamy head on top, like ice cream that's melted. Oh, sounds awesome. It is, it is awesome. They really need to sell it outside of, uh, outside of Hogwarts, but... And I, I, just, I just don't know if the real world of Hogwarts could ever be as good as you hope it's going to be, but I'm 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 reassured. Yeah, I did did get to ride a um a, a broom as well. Did and you? And fly around. Uh, Which yeah. model? Uh, oh, I, did, I didn't check Wasn't the model. Was it Nimbus 5000? Uh, no, I've had the um the cloaks on, and they put you in front of a green screen, and you get to fly around. But um, yeah, you have to have a go, though, don't you? Totally. Yeah. And that opens on Saturday, I believe. The 31st, yeah. Um, you can get a coach, uh, you can get the train to Watford Junction and then hop on a coach from there. It's like £2 both ways. Um, but I think it's really good. 
think the only thing it's lacking is a more interactive stuff because all the sets are there and you can see them. There's not much actually you can touch and see and like. Yeah. As, if you're a kid, like quite a young kid, you might struggle to keep them entertained, you know. Mm. But that's my only. As someone who's a fan of movies and interested in movie making, like it is, it's properly it's magic. Awesome. It's literally magic. What have you been up it's to, Chris? Literally magic. <laughs> uh, FA. <laughs> really? <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing really. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about you? What about you, beer? Stu? Been to Sheffield. Excellent. Excellent. Let's move Let's on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, though, I'm impressed by Chris's beard. Yeah, I've been growing a beard. That's what I was spending my evenings doing. Just yeah, cultivating. Just, yeah. just straining, yeah. like a little plastic Brushing it, brushing it, it in really the mirror. Trying to push it out. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with it. I don't like it, but people have been really nice about it. So I you feel yeah. obliged to keep it. I think you should, keep man. Facial hair is good. definitely in at the looks moment. <laughs> Says it the it man with the beard. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Well, the thing is, though, Chris, you're old enough to have proper coverage. The problem with beards is that young men try and they just end up with really crap I'll be honest, I could have proper coverage when I was about 12. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been pubic since I was about three. You could plait your arm hairs. Chris is that hairy. He's a very hairy man. He's more monkey than He's man. gone pubic. More I was told that by the time man. I hit 30, I would be able to grow a full beard, and I still can't. And oh. It's getting closer. Was it me that told you that? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> that seems to be the age yeah. men seem able suddenly. Oh, right. A couple of weeks, Tom. Yeah, a couple It'll of weeks. It's happen, yeah. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to the news? Yeah, uh, why not? PlayStation 4. Uh, oh, we Kevin, have this conversation every week. On PlayStation 4. Kotaku has some completely unsubstantiated <laughs> rumours about PlayStation 4. Excellent. Um, they think it's called Orbis. Or at least that's the Durango-style code name for it. Um, it's got lots of pixels. Sorry, it's got an AMD X64 CPU and AMD Southern Ireland's GPU, apparently. And the source that's told this to Kotaku is apparently a source that they say has told them correct information before. <laughs> So the that's internet. yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's really good. Wikipedia's told me some correct information sometimes. Apparently, revised kits, developers' kits, were around at GDC this month. So and will not feature backwards compatibility with PS3 games, which I think oh. is highly unlikely. Mm. But well, not impossible. The, the, the first one will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they always retain back compat. It was just software rather than hardware. Yeah. Oh, hang on, did they take it out completely? Yeah, yeah. they removed it completely. Yeah, did they? Yeah. yeah. When? Mm. Like after the first couple of yeah. models, I think. Because yeah. yeah. the first model, it was hardware-based, so it was literally yeah. like there was a PlayStation 2 inside it, and then it had software emulation. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that if you buy a PlayStation Slip now, I did not know that. You're fucked. Wow. <laughs> also, you rubbish. can't play Super Audio CDs in a PlayStation but Slim. But it's fine, Kezza, because they keep releasing all those HD collections. Oh. Uh, so you saw it. So you can spend your money clever. again. So it says that... There is um, one of those announced every day. Yeah. HD Once you insert a Blu-ray disc into Orbis, it must be tied to a PSN account and can no longer be shared. Which means that Same there'll be no pre-owned games. None. Because you'll you always have to tie a game to a PSN account. So if you buy a new game, you won't, you won't be able to play it. It'll be locked to that account. Big brother, man. But it doesn't yeah. sound it doesn't sound feasible to me. Uh, well, yeah. Sony have done the usual. We do not comment on rumors or speculation, which is fair enough because this is entirely speculative. Knowing Sony, it'll probably be a special Blu-ray disc. It'll be Square or something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a proprietary format yeah. that everyone will be forced to release films on for yeah. a while. Idiots. Has anyone got a collection of UMDs, by the way? I gave away a bag at our yeah. last pub quiz. It was the booby prize. Oh. 
That's for the, for the losers. They got a big bag of UMDs. Can't you, <laughs> awesome. can't you just file down the edges of a mini disc and use that instead? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the PSP came out. Some of my friends had like twenty films. Yeah. They bought all the films on UMD. <laughs> they were Spider like, Man yeah, Two this is happening. <laughs> yeah, didn't it come with Spider Man Two? Yeah. yeah, it did come yeah. with Spider Man Two. I'm watching Spider Man Two. Oh, why? Why? Why are you watching, watching that on your UMD? Yeah, yeah. I got given Spider Man Two on a phone. I bought once. Yeah. Really? It's just, it's just this film that they just kept giving out. I suppose. There must have been loose licensing. Yeah. Never watched it. Got a Sony kettle and you could watch Spider Man <laughs> on it. <laughs> In minute installments. So, yeah, it doesn't sound exactly feasible, PS4 or. But let's not completely write And it they up. said Christmas 2013. Christmas 2013, yeah, which wouldn't be completely. Again, though, like the last time we had this, we had a quite firm source saying that it was coming out this year and that turned out to be nonsense. So I just. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to come out one year, though, isn't it? In so. some years, <laughs> it'll be right soon, maybe. Unless they just go to PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah. My favourite yeah. thing about the Kotaku article was the way they said, say Orbis out loud. It sounds kind of like 4, doesn't it? Or PlayStation no, 4 bis. Not really. Orbis doesn't really sound like 4. Is that what they're basing this on? <laughs> the PlayStation fork. <laughs> say it out loud, it sounds a little bit like 4. Oh. Why can't we just enjoy the 3? It's yeah. nice. I like the three. I'll I do an like Apple and bring out the new PlayStation Three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got we'll just call it the PlayStation. PlayStation Three. Now, every yeah. single time I want to play a game on it, it takes like half an hour. I know that's a cliche, but seriously, I put in Silent Hill Downpour last night. It was forty minutes. It's so true. It's so true, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's not funny because it's true. Yes. There's a bit other. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, <laughs> and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> Who's that, Tom? <laughs> That's Ron Burgundy. <laughs> why, why is Ron Burgundy on our podcast? Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Tell us why. There's some movie news. Uh, there's going to be an Anchorman 2. Hooray! Boo. Will Ferrell kind of came out of nowhere last night in the States. Sorry, last night. So this week. <laughs> Today? <laughs> in the States. And uh, he appeared on the Conan O'Brien show as Ron Burgundy and uh, announced that they were going to shoot the film very soon. Didn't say much else, but him and um, Adam McKay are writing it together, who did the first one, and and that guy's directing it as well. Isn't Ron Burgundy going to be on Conan O'Brien to announce this? He's already been on, oh, been on last happened. night, yeah. Wow. Didn't you just say I just that? said that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, They've sorry. done studies, you know. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so are we excited about this? Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, well, you, you oh. kind of tweeted this morning. I kind of kind of agree I think you. it's overrated it's become such a cult hit yeah. and people go on about it so much but when is that because there wasn't going to be ever be a sequel when people, people say they love Anchorman it. when people say they don't like Anchorman I always think that's just because everyone else likes it and you want to sound <laughs> no I don't dislike it but I'm saying is it no but people who genuinely don't like it at all are like uh, shit. yeah I never saw it at the cinema like when it first came out I had not no many interest people did. not uh, many people did is that right yeah it and made then, about 70 million which I think they were thinking it was going to be I think what it was is I'd see, heard them. so much about it and then watched it and thought, really? I don't but think it's that good. I prefer Dodgeball. But the way people talk about it, they talk about it like it's this generation's airplane, but it's like... I think it's a film that gets better with age or gets better the more times you watch it. Right. Which are, There's only one or two films I feel like that where the, the jokes get a bit funnier each time. What's the other one? Um, airplane. Yeah. The Room. No, Airplane was funny the funny first time. first time. time. Yeah, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. The Room's better each time you watch it. Can I play my favourite joke from Anchorman? Oh, yeah. My favourite line. I know what you're asking yourself, and the answer is yes. I have a nickname for my penis. It's called the Octagon. But I also nickname my testes. 
My left one is James Westfall, and my right one is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. You ladies play your cards right, you just might get to meet the whole gang. For someone who doesn't like the movie much, you fucking love the soundboard. I do like the soundboard. I do like the soundboard. So yeah, not much else to say there, really. But do you think there are, many, do you think there are many comedies that improve with age? Or do you think comedy is, is very much of one its time? Uh, with Nell and I, I thought, improved the more times I saw it. Yeah, agree with Didn't that. Like that first but is time. it just because of your associations you have the first time you watch it, though? Maybe. Uh, potentially. I don't know. There's some films where I st- once I know the quotes, I start looking forward to them. The room you look, is the like participatory. You look forward to the timing of them as well, I think, don't you? I yeah. think the timing is a lot. When, you, when something's brilliantly timed in a comedy film and you know it's coming satisfying yeah it's really satisfying yeah yeah but yeah Kez do you want to mention The Room again because we've no, just been ignoring more. it definitely yeah. going to mention The Room until someone picks me up <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I'm the only person that's never going to see The Room guys write in and tell these people to see The Room not going to happen IGNUKfeedback.com Thanks, Keza. Um, I, <laughs> uh, Daniel, you've got the next bit of news, and yeah, this is about EA the, stiffing us for another new stiff- FIFA game. Well, no, because, you know, I've been playing FIFA 12 for about a year now, and then I played some FIFA on the Vita, and then I played the FIFA on the streets. And, what about and, 3DS? And, Don't forget that. And, and I played the FIFA on we the Wii. We were FIFA on the beaches. And I played the FIFA on the 3DS in 3D, and then in 2D sometimes, because it hurt my eyes. <laughs> and now I want a bit more FIFA, but it's okay, because there's going to be more FIFA. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying FIFA. <laughs> and, uh, um, on the 24th of April, they're going to release a massive bit of DLC for FIFA 12. It's going to be the entire Euro 2012 competition. And it's going to cost 1599 1599 Yeah. 1-5. 1-5. 9-9. UKP. That's the RRP. So it's going to be downloadable. So you need to own FIFA 12. This isn't standalone. And... You can compete as any of the 53 UEFA national teams, not just the ones that have qualified for the championship. Yes. yes. So you can play as Latvia. Yes. Latvia in it, I'm not sure. But um, see, so and it's or got sc- eight. Or Scotland. Or, or Wales. Scotland. Wales aren't even in FIFA 12. <laughs> <laughs> Northern Ireland are. Wales are. <laughs> Bit of an oversight. Um, so you can play them, and it's got the eight official stadiums in Poland and Ukraine that they've recreated. Yes. Yes. But that's quite that's quite good on on EA, right? Like they're releasing, releasing a separate, a separate game. Separate I guess game. that's that would be you know that would be what take advantage so, some more. People, some people are saying it's been relegated to DLC. How rubbish! And some people are saying, yay, it's it's DLC. Perspective, it's I guess. Better. It yeah. should be DLC, right? It should be DLC, and yeah. There's no reason for that to be a separate game like they used to bring out for the World Cup. They could do for this for so. the World Cup yeah. as well. Daniel, yeah. will you be reviewing it on all platforms? Or Alex. I think Alex. <laughs> I think it's Alex. Did give to a, take a FIFA. fresh perspective? Yes, definitely. Tom and I were discussing though. I think for the next FIFA though, um, they should implement the grenade mode where the bot the ball is a grenade. The, what sparked this like off was it, sensible soccer. <laughs> on sensible soccer, on Amiga Power once there was a demo for sensible soccer, and it had you played as England versus Germany, but the ball was a grenade. That's in such good taste. And it, when, it, when it started <laughs> off, and then at certain after a while, it just started glowing red, and then it's like <laughs> flashing, and then at one point it just blew up, and then the players would die. It was brilliant. It I was just blew it over to Luis Suarez. That's what I did. <laughs> blow that fucker up on your head. Topical. <laughs> um, yeah. So. It's kind of a variation of Last Man Standing on FIFA Street. Yeah. yeah. Don't you wish um, that they do what Dara O'Brien suggested a couple of years back? The zombie zombies. one. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. That'd or, be as we suggested on the IGN UK podcast, FIFA with burrs. Yeah. Yeah. Just let some burrs loose on the pitch. Um, so that's well, going to I mean, be... If, if, it's, if it's taking place in Poland, you'd probably get some goats <laughs> in that on the, on the pitch, wouldn't you? Wait, are the bears actually playing football or are they just a distraction? You can mobilise them into a team, but they're more effective as a kind of incidental defensive. Right. Can you climb on the bear? <laughs> basically, barrier yes. method. <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah, okay. You can ride the bear mm-hmm. on the wing only. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Polar bears, great in the box. All right, here's a question for you. If you could wear a suit of armor uh, that would protect you, would you like to fight a bear hand to hand? Like a bridge hand to hand? Bear? Well, no, I wouldn't. No weapons. No weapons. What kind of suit of armor? Like well, 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 you're so not going to die. You're basically not going to die. Imagine a magic like invisible. Would, would it make me stronger? Because mm. otherwise it'd just sit on you. Yeah. You'd get beaten up still. You'd get you beaten up. Yeah. Like, it'd it'd sit it, on you. If it gave you power to maybe match it in strength. Like a power loader for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. If you were super strong. Of course you would. Yeah? Of course you would. You'd go out a better guy to the bear. You'd take on a shark as well. Yeah, it's not very good underwater. Oh, I wouldn't probably then. Probably give it a minute. Drown. No, take the shark on land. Yeah, that's fair. Can right. we move on? <laughs> yes, let's move on to something not quite so chirpy. Um, Price Waterhouse Coopers, uh, probably the last, first and last time we'll discuss this accounting firm on the, the IGN UK podcast. But they are the games administrators and they have shut down 277 game and game station shops across the UK and Ireland as part of the uh, administration. How many does that leave still open? Yeah, 303. Oh, sorry, 333. Okay. So that is 2,104 store employees that were made redundant this week. So about uh, a third of their entire staff then. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's really, really yeah. crap news. So, yeah, commiserations if you were one of those people that lost your job. Um, I mean, it must. the worst thing is not knowing, yeah. like coming in that day and then just yep. finding out there and then, like... There's people out there who that is basically you are now at risk of losing your home, losing everything. Mm. Um, and yet people on the internet still like to gloat. So, so the real problem with it is that when your company goes into administration, you're not entitled to anything. That's yeah. right. Redundancy, right. nothing. Yep. Well, my company went into administration, the first job I had, and they sold all our stuff like from our desks. They literally sold like my PlayStation that I have in my office, and they sold all my figurines and my desk. Everything was they taken. They sold your figurines? Yeah, they sold all my games. Everything I had left in the office was officially the administrator's property, and it was all sold. Is that um, why you have loads of them now? Yeah, basically, I'm just overcompensating for my earlier loss. <laughs> so <laughs> don't fun. come in the office and sell Kez's figurines. <laughs> we yeah. should fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it's really bad. So that they, in, they're basically entitled to government compensation, but they have to basically pursue the government for that. And yeah, no, that's not going to be easy, is it? So it's, it's really it's bad. At least if it had been a kind of more structured collapse, there would have been some money left to pay the employees. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, right? Or there's potential mm-hmm. light at the end of the tunnel for game. Seems like RBS might be Some buying up the today, circulating. The beleaguered bank, who we had to bail out as a government. They also refused to buy game as a bigger business, which is interesting. Well, they refused to buy game in the week when it was about to enter administration, and now well, it's yeah, and the, it'll it'll be well, it's, buy now, it's yeah, speculated they also blot up Capita's bid to buy game last week, mm. and they were waiting until it went into administration. That's been. That's, that's what. That's, that's what, a bit cuntish. That is a little bit. Again, that's what happened with the that's company business, that I was though, working right? at. Yeah, yeah right. It was all just publishing companies vying for it, and they basically waited until it went into administration so they could pick everything up dirt cheap and sell it. Gotta love capitalism. Yeah, it's not very fair, is it? But no. seriously, commiserations if you have lost a job. We are sorry to hear that. Yeah, um, if there's anything that we can do other than send you money, then just let us know. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, chin up, and um, hopefully you'll find another job soon. Go and start your own games business. A yeah. good Welcome. one. Go start on. a yeah. good one. Seriously, yeah. guys, band together and yeah. start a good game shop. Uh, Chris, you've got the next bit of news or which makes me want to punch something. What, don't you want to see a remake of Back to the Future no. from the guys who did Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay? Oh yeah, now that you said they're involved. No, actually fuck the world. If that happens, fuck That's everything. That's monstrous. Uh, these guys have directed the new American Pie movie, American Reunion, which I'm hearing good things about. Um, and in an interview this week, they were asked what um, franchise they'd like to take a crack at if they could um, have a go at anyone and they said we want Back to the Future 
That's our favourite trilogy. We're always having this conversation. And then this, the more I read the quotes, the weirder they become. He says, I wouldn't want to do it now because people would be like, oh, there's no way it will be as good as the original. But 30 years from now, when Spielberg's like 90 and those guys are kind of on their way out and those movies just look really old because we're watching movies that are old, literally in two dimensions or something, it would be great, <laughs> it would be great to have all these classics that you're able to remake. Was what, he high? What an idiot. He probably was high. I don't know what that means. Is he also a commentator right, on IGN? <laughs> I think I've read his stuff before. Mm. But then I got even more confused. Do you want familiar, another? It's that familiar, slightly <coughs> antagonistic incoherence, isn't it? Do you want another slightly briefer but yet more confusing quote from them? Mm. Apparently, yes. they prefer sequels to remakes. So that goes back on. That contradicts what they just what? said. And one of them says, "I personally would far rather a sequel, unless it's something that is so old that the general movie-going public hasn't really seen the movie, and then you can consider it a reboot." Oh. <laughs> You're a big fan of Back to the Future. I am. I You're am. Probably Who's your favorite not? movie, right? It is my favorite movie. It's one of my um, favorite movies. It's just. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone should remake it. I don't see why you couldn't do a sequel in 2015 or something. I'll still always have Back to the Future one. Um, it's a kind of. It is the kind of franchise that makes sense to actually do another one. It works because it's time travel and you know the way they mirror each other, but these guys remaking it I don't want to see that they've done five movies uh, four movies rather and three of them have been Harold and Kumar movies yeah which are okay but like they're not the guys it's to not, be doing it's not, it's not Spielberg and Zemeckis is no. it really it's not the kind of pedigree you want uh, looking after your baby is it so that's just ridiculous um, yeah so I mean let us know what you think about all the news this week it's been quite a, a, a hectic week by the looks of it so email us at ignukfeedback at ign.com or you can get us on Twitter and Facebook at ignuk uh, next up it's time to look at the trailer of the week are we all ready for this? Mm. Yeah. yeah so this week's trailer is going to be the trailer for Sachin Baron Sachin I can never get this Sachin right Sachin 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 Burn. Burn. Sachin Baron who does Sachin Sachin Bernard Cohen Sachin or Sachin <laughs> Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's new film The Dictator uh, there's been a few trailers for this already but um, we're going for the new trailer right? Just, yeah this is the one that's just come out with loads of footage and it is very funny I am for free press fair elections and equal rights for women <laughs> I can't say that America Admiral General welcome to New York City and while you're here I highly recommend a visit to the Empire State Building before you or one of your cousins takes it down Wow. <laughs> Is there any way you could lend me some money? Maybe $20 million. I'm here to deliver my speech to the United Nations. Look, it's too hard for crazy. This is the plan. We're just two ordinary American tourists. <laughs> I love being an American. Brilliant. Oh, that's pretty close to the boat, isn't it? Great, isn't it? Brilliant. Uh, so that's the dictator. Um, what do you think? I think it was brilliant. Yeah, does look good, doesn't it? It looks a lot like coming to America. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's actually a good. That's point. the same plot. Yeah. So I didn't know much about that. I'm quite, I'm so happy that it's not kind of stage footage. Yeah. 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 Agreed. I thought it's what, what it was going to be. I like the fact that it's a, it seems like a proper story. Yeah. But yeah, he's a king who comes to America and then becomes like well, a. Learns how to be a, a, a pleb. Yeah. yeah. Pleb. Probably yeah. falls in love. 
Um, <laughs> I love the the use of like Arabic. Everybody hurts. Yeah, yeah. That's, good, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> Who's the girl? Is it Anna Faris? Anna Faris. Yeah. Yeah, she's normally good. Yeah, she's. But yeah, some of those line. jokes. I wonder how that's going to go down in in the states. I think they're going to go mental. But then the previous ones didn't exactly go down well either did they like Borat but hang on wait is this the first one he's done that's like a proper scripted thing rather than very oh, it is him is the yeah yeah, yeah that was the movie. but oh, they, yeah. They, they like him in the States don't they because they, lo- they loved him in Talladega Nights yeah yeah it was in Hugo yes yeah, he's, yeah. he's good in Hugo he's probably yeah, the best my thing favorite in thing in Hugo. Yeah. yeah you didn't like Hugo did you I, I hated it. Hugo I hated it <laughs> god are we having a Hugo conversation again yeah well it's yeah. worth having yeah it's good am I better off watching Hugo or The Room I don't know right so I'd ask neither probably right. <laughs> so that's the, our trailer of the week let us know what you thought of our trailer of the week uh, on IGN UK feedback IGN.com uh, let's have a talking bit shall we yeah. let's shall we have talk a talking bit um, talk. Kezi you went to Iceland and you saw Eve and this new game Dust 514 what is it um, what is it I'm going to try and keep about? it as brief as possible but Eve Online is like a big MMO about spaceships how long has it been running for nine years Okay. It's been going for nine years, and basically, what and the developers called CCP, and they're this kind of bunch of Icelandic geniuses, basically. Um, and nine years ago, they essentially set the universe in motion and said, you know, come pay some money, have a spaceship. And since then, it's kind of grown into this like massive, massive socio-political experiment that exists on the internet. So instead of them making like content, like they don't make missions. There's no real missions, and well, there are some, but there's not really any story to it. The story comes from the players because they form these like factions. And they form various corporations and they, they do stuff that basically makes its own story. So it's all kind of, um, you know, the politics of the stuff is like totally organic, which is really, really amazing because they've created a whole society out of internet spaceships. It sounds kind of impenetrable, though. It is basically impenetrable if you don't know what... I mean, I didn't really know anything about it. Well, I knew what Eve was, but... And all I've ever done is read about these amazing uprisings and these wars that they've had. Like last year, I mean, they have an elected representative of of like council of 12 people 12 players who get elected from in-game and who get literally flown to Iceland in order to sit and have a council meeting about the politics of the was it particularly popular of the universe Eve yeah it's got 400,000 subscribers it is but is popular. it any particular countries that are particularly active in it or where yeah. North America is its biggest player biggest base. community Russia also okay um, quite a few in the UK and France as well um, not so popular in Iceland weirdly <laughs> But yeah, Reykjavik is, I mean, Iceland itself is like an alien planet, so you can kind of see how this is made. But the cool thing about all of this, well, there's lots of cool things about it, the new thing about it is that they're releasing Dust 514, which is a PlayStation 3 free-to-play shooter. So they're going to release this. But the thing is that the shooting stuff and all the kind of missions that you go on and your little mercenary group, what you do, you're being contracted by players of EVE in their spaceships. So the planet that you're trying to take over and kind of capture the flag actually belongs to someone in EVE. Right. And so basically what you're doing has an effect on this bigger universe and it's all taking place in this same like massive online universe. So this is cross platform. Yes. So cross genre. Imagine, right? You kind of deploy, you've got a tank, your usual kind of battlefield stuff in space. But then you can call in an orbital strike and somebody on a PC somewhere floating in near orbit can literally send down an orbital strike from Eve Online into Dust Five One Four. Sounds mind boggling. It is crazy. And like the tank that you're driving, that's been made by somebody in EVE Online, who has a manufacturing plant. Who makes tanks for a living. Who makes tanks for a living in the economy of EVE. And also, it's been the materials for the tank have been mined by some other guy somewhere who's got a mining corporation in EVE. And, like, it's just it's mind-blowing. It kind of extends much further than any game ever has before. And yet, they exist independently as well. So, is the, the, is the aspiration or the hope that the EVE appeals to a very kind of type of 
person who plays games. It is basically the nerdiest thing you will yeah. ever see in your and life. And then just yeah. 514 is targeting a more mainstream audience? Yeah, basically. But the thing is... So is it trying to uni- unite these two communities? Well, that's the thing that's interesting about it. Because um, players of EVE Online are a bit nervous about this because they're like, oh, we don't quite like the fact of CCP concentrating on all these console people. You know, we're yep. hardcore EVE fans. We want them to concentrate on spaceships. But... I think what will end up happening is that people who play Dust Five on Four they'll get into it for the shooting, but then they'll realise that what they do actually has this like massive impact on this on this universe, and they'll get into the universe as well. So they won't necessarily play Eve, but they'll feel part of the community. They'll yeah. feel part of the like social politics of the whole thing. And you know, no, and every year at Eve Fan Fest, a couple of thousand Eve players come to Reykjavik and have a big party and discuss wormholes together. Maybe next year there'll be a bunch of PlayStation Three Dust Five One Four players coming along as well. And beating them up. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I think uh, PC players quite like the idea of having all these console peons to get to do their bidding the, as well. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, you can fight the war, grunt. Exactly. I'm mining. <laughs> exactly. I, I quite like that idea. Why? So why is it games can cross platform between PC and PS3, but they don't go PC to Xbox? Because like they had this with Portal 2, didn't they? You could play co-op across PC and PS3. Well, the thing is, this is completely new. Like no one's ever done anything like this before. Because trying to keep a synchronous universe if that makes sense like trying to yeah. make it so that they can actually communicate in real time with each other over co- over platforms is like technologically pretty much impossible this is why ccp have done something so amazing here because it's like the concept of being able to play with pc players on the ps3 is in itself awesome like and the fact that it goes so much further than that just that's what makes this extraordinary but like i mean they want to expand it so you're going to have like people on iphones maybe playing games where they're managing like planet yeah. farms or something and they're managing a farm on their iphone but that's also feeding into the into the Eve well, universe. I mean, pe- people who run like mega franchises must be looking at this and thinking, "Well, hang on a minute, we can, we can go further apart, further yeah. afield." Right? Imagine like Call of Duty unified across all platforms. Yeah, it's some like a retail, are... stra- right, real-time strategy pl- cross yeah. with some sort of puzzle game on an iPhone. Cross with, like, they could just make these things like huge. Well, this has been like rumored for a while. That, you know, especially with iOS, people saying like asymmetrical gameplay. So you could have Dad, who's not very proficient at video games doing something on an iPad that helps out his kids who are playing Mass Effect 3 or yeah, something. Yeah, But like just the thought of everything affecting, like literally affecting other people. I think that's, well, what CCP have figured out is that they don't need to sell the game that they're making, they need to sell the amazing people and the ridiculous like pseudo society that's been made out of it. That's what's fascinating about it. And they figured out that's what they need to sell. And they've sold it to you, obviously, because you've come back as an evangelist. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this is awesome stuff. Like, I will never play EVE Online, ever, because I just do not have the time or inclination, to be honest. Do you know the female population of EVE Online is 2%? It's usually like 40 to 50% in It's like the office population. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's because you're all terrible sexists. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we scared them all away. Pretty much. I was telling them to get them. back in the kitchen, patting us on the arse, that kind of thing. <laughs> He's IGN, obviously. Yeah, we hate women. Are you are you done, sweetheart? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, do do you imagine this being being cool? Do you you imagine that you might play Dust Five One Four and then kind of get into the universe? So that's free to play as well. Yeah, yeah, PS3. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely play Battlefield in space. Yeah, (laughs) that on its own is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, But like you say, I don't know if you would go all the way to Eve, but because we were looking at screenshots of Eve this morning, I have no, I don't know what that is. It's so difficult to even look at. It's like a star map crossed with I don't know a spreadsheet. I've tried. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's it's basically (laughs) spreadsheets are sexy. Imagine a really big. I'm pivoting my galaxies. (laughs) Imagine a really big, pretty spaceship overlaid with an Excel kind of bunch of annotations, and you've basically got. Eve Online. Like, I've tried to play it three times, and each time I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered. So much to learn. Too much stuff. Also, shooting rocks. <laughs> really? Well, asteroids. 
Is that what I want to do for two hours of my evening every evening? Shoot rocks until I'm bad enough to go out and shoot other people? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's all give it a go. When is Dust 514 coming? It's coming in July. But the oh, thing is also, long. because it's... You know how usually like they, people release stuff and then it's gone in a year? Yeah. But Dust 514, they've got like a 10-year plan for this. They want it to keep going. Wow. They're going to keep iterating on it. Next year, they're going to introduce like different types of planet, and they're going to, they're going to roll it out because obviously anything they do might have like massive repercussions that they can't predict on the society of of Eve. So they're they're rolling it out quite slowly. But yeah, like and because it's free to play, you could end up playing it for like four years. I find Never it quite mind It's Inception. It is. It is a bit Inception. It's yeah. scary. It's going to become self-aware soon, and then it's the... going to be actually sending proper planets. And then we're going to be actually fighting someone for real because yeah. we've got into some fucking war that I don't want to be a part of. Some galactic war. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, you you can imagine. I'm gonna have a penny at the bottom of a pint. <laughs> <laughs> what does uh, that mean? When they used to recruit people during the war, you would have a a penny at the bottom of your tankard. Somebody would drop in your penny, and then you fight for the British Army. Yeah, brilliant. I did not know. History. That. History. Are we doing all oh, bit charts? Do you want to know what? Yeah, what, what were the well, last week in charts? In charts, what do you think was number one, Tom? Uh, Mass Effect still. FIFA Street. Ooh. FIFA, FIFA, just all FIFA. All it's the time. All FIFA. So FIFA Street was number one. Number yeah. two was Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, which is not a good game, but obviously the Resident Evil titles done it well. Still sad. Um, Mass Effect three at three, and then FIFA twelve at four, and then SSX rounding out the top five. Yeah, you got it sewn up. Got it sorted out. Um, highest new entry after Resident Evil was Kid Icarus, which. Pretty decent number seven. That's good. For a title that not a lot of people... Yeah, it doesn't have major pulling power. Um, that's it for the... A Ninja Gaiden appeared at 19. Mm. Which maybe is not so bad after some of the abysmal reviews it's got. Very mixed, that one. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that people who bought Resident Evil Raccoon City have been hearing all the buzz about Resident Evil 6 and just got a bit confused? Maybe, yeah. Possible. Yeah. Definitely. I wonder what will happen to the charts in the next couple of weeks as, as the ramifications of what's happened at game kind of hit home whether HM. or not whether or not yeah but I wonder if like the, the pattern of buying will be, will be different if different games might people going to different up. retailers yeah, like, yeah, HMV have just said that their sales have shot up like doubled right. since mm. since the whole oh, trouble we'll keep started. a close eye on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, Portal 2 is back in the charts as well which I think maybe oh, on the BAFTA. back of BAFTA yeah, yeah. that's back good at 24 know. Yeah. that's good to know good to know it has the influence well, what's that, what could be in the charts this week well um, two Silent Hill games being released in the same week Silent Hill Downpour which has got kind of mediocre reviews. Yeah. Some good ones? Uh, not ours. No, not ours, <laughs> not ours. No. The one that counts. And Silent Hill HD Collection, which has got a good review on IGN, but the PS3 version, it's kind of worth noting, has been sort of beset with some kind of yeah, technical the fog problems. Yeah, doesn't work. I've been playing both of the Silent Hill HD Collections this week, and the PS3 one looks awful. Frame rate issues as well. Frame rate's really bad. The fog doesn't work. It's like basically... It's sort of like they've just up it, like literally. So it looks like really square and weird because they've not put any filters on it and there's no grain. Mm, and the okay. fog's like basically like little kind of sort of swirly wisps of water. It's just bizarre. On but, the Xbox, it looks fine. And that's the thing that people always talk about with Silent Hill 2 is the fog. Yeah. <laughs> and to change it, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely an interesting reinterpretation. Uh, oh, it's great on the Xbox, though. I have no complaints with it on the Xbox. That's good to know. And then Ridge Racer Unbounded. Which we were supposed to get copies of last week. <laughs> and haven't uh, haven't um, they were going to bring them in and then said oh no we haven't got them so they still came anyway and said hey, we've got boxes you can look at I thought, really? I'll, I'll, re- yeah. I'll, re- I'll review a box yeah so what did you give the box 
It was a good box, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, it's, it doubles up as a coaster as well. I found it's really good at that. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So, five out of ten, maybe, as a coaster. <laughs> does it have cross-platform? Yeah, it, it does go cross-platform. <laughs> it's put it between a table and a chair. That's nice. Yeah, wow. it's, it's big enough, so uh, yeah. Unbounded's a weird one. It's got like a crazy high score from Edge. It got a nine from Edge, saying it was one of the most sublime and subtle street racing games of the generation or something like that. And then a lot of other people have been like, yeah, it's all right. It's not like it's not, it's not bad. Mm. So it's it's one of those interesting games, I think, that's, that's divisive. I always like it when something has mixed reviews. That makes me want to buy it more. Yeah, to see, you know, to see what you think. Yeah, it's like I Am Alive, which was getting like nines and eights, and then we gave Some it people four. love that game, though. Some people like really passionately love yeah. I Am Alive. The weird, thing really about, brave. the weird thing about I Am Alive for us is that we did a second opinions on it, so that's when all the IGN editors basically pitch in what they think, and all of us hated it, and that never happens. We always disagree. So yeah, it was. I, I might buy a Ridge Racer Unbounded just because I want to know. Whether and you want to smash cars up. <laughs> you want to smash it up. It's always fun. What about movies, Chris? Um, well, last week in the chart, we had the biggest release of the year so far, The Hunger Games. Um, it opened with 4.9 million, which was good, but when you compare it with the States, where it had the third biggest opening of all time, it was actually wow. really poor. Right, okay. It opened with 155 million in mm. the States. Is it not That's really impressive. Over here? That's weird. Well, Lionsgate were quick to kind of release a statement um, saying... The Hunger Games is always was always destined to be this phenomenon in the US. Book sales have been strong in the UK, but it's not on the same scale. Mm. But I'm not sure. I, I think people... I, I didn't know it was coming out, to be honest. I didn't see a lot about it. I didn't see a lot of posters. Now. I saw more posters for that gangster film, Wild Bill, than I did for mm. yeah. Hunger Games all over the place. I haven't seen it much on the telly. So uh, I don't know if they did a great job on that front. Maybe they maybe they thought that word of mouth of the books was going to be enough and yeah, that people were aware of it, yeah. Well, we'll see. We're going into the Easter holidays now. Yeah. But obviously other films will be opening you've up. Got, you've got Avengers just around the corner, really. But yeah, he, he said, we hope to be better than Twilight's UK opening. And in fact, we are nearly double the original Twilight. And I think they're saying the next film will you do more. But, but unfortunately, the books, you know, the Twilight books, I think, got better. Whereas the Hunger Games books definitely yeah. don't. Oh. And also you had the Robert Pattinson factor, which just hasn't happened this time around. Yeah, there's no R-Pats. No. So. Still a great movie, though. Still a great movie. Yeah, I finally saw it last night and loved it. Loved yeah. it. Um, and Active Valor came out and opened at number eight, did okay business. And Wild Bill, which I told everyone to go and see, no one listened, obviously, and it opened to £60,000. Oh, no, because that's had great reviews everywhere. It's a great movie, yeah. It, it was very weak screen average as well. People oh. just didn't turn out to that one. So hopefully that will have a life on DVD, maybe. Yeah, sure. I'll definitely check that out. Um, and this week coming out, we have Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. No, say it properly. Pirates! In, in an adventure with scientists. <laughs> scientists. <laughs> scientists. <laughs> scientists. Two exclamation marks there. Scientists. Uh, I don't really know much about this one. Well, it it's, sounds really good. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got David Tennant playing Charles Darwin. Yeah. Made a placicine. Have you seen the trailer? It's pretty good. It, it, the trailer it looks really good. really entertaining. So um, Hugh Grant plays the pirate captain in it as well. It's from Argon, we should say. Yeah, yeah. The so plas- you can imagine... The, the plasticine Pixar, basically. The masters of plasticine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's got really good reviews. It's supposed to be very good and very funny. In the way that Armour movies are, they have like high rewatchability, yeah, and like yeah. background gags and stuff like that. And I, I imagine it's littered with film references as yeah. well. And it's in three, but not in a cynical way like short. Proper three D, proper three D. And they had to make they had to build this special tiny little camera device to make it three D because like normal cameras, obviously the lenses are quite far apart yeah. on three D cameras. And when they tried doing that with miniatures. Everything just looked like miniatures. So they actually had to build a camera where the lens in scale moved like just a few okay. millimeters. So it would take one shot, they'd move it a few millimeters, take another shot, then reset it, and then move all the characters, and then take two more shots. 
I knew you were here for a reason. Yes. You that was do very know interesting. Stuff. Yeah. I know things. And then the other movie out is Titans Will Wrath. Yep. Wrath what? of the Titans. <laughs> Does the Kraken get unleashed again? No, there's some yeah. other monster in it. I, I, I lost interest at <laughs> about the half hour mark, and I don't know who was doing what. Was the 3D really? as awesome as it was in Clash? Uh, it's not great. It's not yeah. great. It's it's better than the first one, but it's not it's not great 3D. It was giving me a bit of a headache. My brain was switching off. It was just, it was that video game thing of it was just a series of you know bosses that he was fighting, and you never knew why end of level bosses. You never really knew why he was fighting them. They just throw one in every ten minutes to to give you some action. Sam Worthington yet again is a bit of a charisma vacuum in What's the middle with of it his all. Hair? Yeah, it's kind of 1980s footballer, isn't it? It's a bit. Has he got a little tiny shorts on fighting? He does have, <laughs> like he does have that 1980s football. Those little outfits. Um, yeah, it's just not great. If anything, I don't even know if it's. It might be worse than the first one. Wow. It's not great. Wow. Is Rosamund Pike any good in it? I love Rosamund Pike. She's yeah. okay. A couple of bits I thought she was good, and a couple of bits it didn't really ring true that she was this grand Bad warrior. Man. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. Mm. Ignore. Okay. Let's move over to listener feedback. Who uh, has got the first FU? Hi, guys. I'm from the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus. Not quite Turkey, but pretty close. I would gladly offer myself to carry around Jonathan Ross for a year, but unfortunately, I'm just a wee bit too old at 21. However, I think I can catch a small Turkish boy with a box, a stick, and a kebab. <laughs> That's from Erdem Bozkurt. Um, it's not racist because he's Turkish, so yes. that's all right. That, I think that's our first pin in the map for Turkey. I think it is, isn't it? That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's cool. great. So, so Jonathan Ross, hopefully, that. if he's listening, yeah, he's got to come on now. Well, yeah, yeah, we've 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 accepted your challenge. Well, no, our, f- our new friend hasn't actually trapped a boy yet. No, <laughs> we, need to, well. we need to we need to have an update update on that in the next couple of weeks. Send us a picture. <laughs> Send us a kebab. <laughs> oh. I'm starving. <laughs> I thought you were eating healthy, Tom. Yeah. If this happens, will we get in trouble? Yes, possibly. Uh, so. Maybe a bit of sore of people. Trying. I think, Jenny, I think Rossi would be the one in trouble. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. yeah he started Bang. it. There we go. Um, I have the. Oh no, I don't have a second bit of feedback. I do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's from Chris Goodwin, who is from Sheffield, where you apparently were. Yesterday. Well, hello. I was there yesterday. You probably ran into him. I, I did actually sp- run over somebody, so it's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually throw that in there. It's did fine. They, did they, were they all right? I didn't stop to check. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. Police, if you're listening, uh, they're on uh, the A42. <laughs> the ditch. It's probably been quite a while now by the time they're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long road. Chris Goodwin from Sheffield says, I was very saddened to hear the game went into administration, although I do think it was a bit overkill how many stores they had. On the day they closed 277 stores, out of the six branches of Game and Game Station in Sheffield, only two remain open. I wish the staff and all the best and thank them for all my gaming needs over the years. Ah, mm. that's nice. A nice missive from Chris. That's nice. Um, the next bit of feedback is from Toby, and he's got a slightly different response to the game situation. He said, I think the biggest contribution to games' downfall has been their greed, which has clouded their judgment about what makes good business sense, with the most obvious symptom of this being the number of stores. When Game bought Electronics Boutique back in the day, they should have done some consolidation then. It could have been invaluable valuable years down the line. We kind of mentioned this last week, how yeah. certain towns and cities around the UK have multiple game stores, mm. a game station, and there was one place somebody wrote in about that even had a game concession within the local Debenhams. Southampton, yeah. yeah. As well as all the other games. You were noticing that when we were writing up the list of yeah. games that had been closed, you were like, Glasgow, 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 yeah. Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow. Wow. No need for it. <laughs> 
Sorry, kids. I thought you'd stuck then. <laughs> Had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> should rebooting Glasgow, Glasgow, Edinburgh. Go. <laughs> but I think, but I think overreaching is also something that businesses do when they're on the up, right? Well, open well up. maybe not sensible businesses. It's what caused the economic recession, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they open up more branches because those bu- they're all doing business. It's just it's natural business. I don't think it's necessarily greed. I just think it's business that causes bu- yeah, but, business. Yeah. They did ruin yeah. Game Station, though. That's the only bad thing yeah. I have to say about okay. Game. They completely ruined Game Station. Yeah, they changed the, the sort of sensibility of it. Retrospect, lovely thing. I have an email from Holly, a.k.a. Forksy. And she writes, my question is, is about... PlayStation Forksy? My question is about Journey. Does it use the tilt controls like Flower, or does it control with the sticks? I'll probably play it either way, but was curious and thought others might be too. You can use the sticks. At the beginning of the game, it it asks you to tilt the controller to move the camera, but you really don't have to use that throughout the game. So you move with the one stick, and then you can either use the controller to move the camera around or use the other stick. It's just more natural to use analogs. My mum liked to use the camera with the the movement. Yeah, mums do. Yeah, Mums always do. (laughs) Uh, this is from Dominic Sampson. You have a listener in Jersey Channel Islands, so you can put a pin in the map if you can find where Jersey is on it. Oh, I'm not sure we can get... We've got no one in The thing is, if you do Jersey, you get Normandy back. That's because the French hate the English, Tom. Can we make some smaller stickers? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, he's got a quick question. He just says, uh, fair enough, why aren't novels reviewed at IGN? <laughs> not enough time. Uh, why don't we review books? Yeah. Chris, you're entertainment. Maybe you can answer the question. To know, you don't know. We've done the odd one. We reviewed yeah. the Harry Potter books when they came out. And, yeah, you know, it's just a t- it's a time money thing. We mm. we kind of pull back on music a bit to concentrate on what we do best. But Daniel, can you imagine us reviewing books? We should. <laughs> it's not really IGM voice, is it? I quite like to review the Bioshock books. Yeah, we're quite good. Yeah, time, the Deus Ex book books was supposed to be quite yeah. good as well. Um, I think it's a case of concentrating on what you're good at rather yeah. than trying to diversify into areas that aren't really. Uh, yeah, like li- literary cri- literary criticism. If that's what you want, then there well, are loads of very un IGN places that do that. It wouldn't really fit with anything else we did. We could it? maybe we could maybe review fast food. I think we'd be quite good at that. Oh yeah, yeah. Tom oh, would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like burger. Tom could do a burger. You place could do a barbecue sauce roundup. I bet that would do great traffic. Talking of which, wow. Uh, in at the end of June, beginning of July, we're all going to go to Grillstock. Uh, in Bristol, which is a barbecue festival. If you want to come down and do a meet and greet, we're going to be good. there. I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. this. That's meet M-E-A-T? M-E-A-T, yeah. yeah so we're going to stay at Will's house. He's really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how excited is he on the Willometer? Uh, he said not to wee in his roses. That's That was his one right. bit of advice. If we camp in his garden, don't wee in my roses. How hard is his willy? <laughs> what? What? Is that the Willometer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh. Wow, that's something that really didn't need. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So I'm trying to think of, of a willometer, right? At one end, it would be, I don't know. A Still very, pretty fucking very, excited. Yeah, really fucking excited. So and at the other end, it would be a massive fucking drill. Yeah, the probably. drill is the yeah. top. I reckon pork scratchings is his lowest form of excitement. You yeah. Think so? yeah. He, did. he bought he bought a fucking great box of pork scratchings for Alex this week. He did. <laughs> Which is bizarre. You're Alex, you're on the telly. Have some pork scratchings. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> Love him. Uh-huh. Love him. It is part of Alex's rider. <laughs> yeah, when he goes on tele. Right. Um, my next bit of feedback is from Harry. Harry says, "Dear IGN crew, does your office and have uh, an Xbox Live and PS3 account? The listeners can friend." No, it doesn't. This isn't out of design. 
We no. were going to set it up, weren't we? We, got we like are a... going to set it up so we can play some Xbox Live from the office, but it's just been one of those things that's taken ages to get around to doing. I'll yeah. sort that out. But if you want to find us on Xbox and PSN, all you need to do is go to my IGN and you can find us there. Yeah, my um, gamer tags are on there. Oh, my gamer tags are on there. Kezza is on there, maybe. Mm, mine's on there. Chris is on there. Yeah, oh, you can go and add us. But uh, yeah, we'll hopefully, hopefully see you online soon, Harry. Yeah, you, but the shoes aren't. No. It'll, it'll groom no. you. Well, fuck off! He will as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Next yeah. bit of feedback yeah. is from Spencer Schumann. Guess where Spencer's from, Stu? Don't know. Germany. S- Spearfish. Where? Spearfish in South Dakota. Where the f- ah. Okay. And he said. It's a challenge. I personally, guys, I don't know why everyone's up in arms. I ordered the collector's edition of Mass Effect 3 and already finished the playthrough without any of the perks or DLC I'm entitled to. And then we're just going to skip a bit. And he says, ultimately, I will remember this franchise like the original Star Wars. The first one, a good introduction. Second, being the best and destroying expectations. The third, presenting a nice finish. Nothing more than that, just a nice finish. Fucking Ewoks. Yeah, the re... There were Ewoks in Mass Effect 3. Imagine if there were Ewoks at the end of Mass Effect 3 and that's why everyone's getting pissed off. Yeah, I thought that was what the controversy was. Is it you fucking Ewoks? We had an article up the other week. Shepard Shepard fucks an Ewok. Oh, Oh. brilliant. That that would ruin it, actually. That would ruin Mass Effect. It's one of the few things that could. (laughs) (laughs) I've got an email from Reese Fairhead who asks, if you could work anywhere in games except the jobs you have now, where would you work? Ooh, that's a good question, isn't Mm. it? Uh, Gaming Crawley. Because <laughs> you know it's safe. Um, is it safe? Is it safe? A secret. I'd like to work for Rockstar. I quite like to work for Rocksteady as a concept artist. Yeah, I'd like to work. You're for You're very Rocksteady good at drawing. Star. As well. I'm, I'm quite yeah. good. I quite. I used to do a lot of the drawing as a kid. I would like to be a concept artist, but yeah. Yeah. I was going to go to art school. That was what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you? I just didn't. Just stop drawing. Those yeah. That stopped happening. Got good at something else, maybe. Yeah. What would you like to do, Kaz? I'm trying to think. I'd quite like to work at a company like that game company and just be amazingly pretentious all the time. And Or I'd quite like to work at somewhere like um, what Greg Cassidy from GameSpot went to do. He now works at people who did Bastion. I'd like to go and make games, I think. But yeah. I'd like to be the, the person who gets to talk to the press and who gets to evangelise and who gets to kind of... Kudo. Go, yeah, I'd like to be Ken Kudo Sinoda. Ken go, Levine, go on, I'd love go, to be so Ken go, Levine. Go on stage at E3 too. and go, this is my game. I would love to do that. I'd love to be a Ken Levine. I don't think it's a bit late now, really, isn't it, we, to become a visionary? Yeah, you have to grow a beard. Yeah. Stu, I can kind of envision you as a physics tester on Dead or Alive. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. What's, what are the hours? <laughs> <laughs> Nine to five watching scantily clad women's w- uh, boobs wobble. Fabulous. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I normally do that as a hobby, but I can do it as a job. And, and standard response, bigger. I'd yeah, like to be the person wobblier. that messages players on words with friends and says, sorry, that is not a word. <laughs> Every time they put a wrong word down. There's got to be this one bloke who just keeps having to do oh, that. <laughs> I want to be it's that probably that little meerkat, isn't it, on the, on the laptop in bed. Sorry, that word is not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. We should petition to have your voice in doing that, Chris, as, just like that. That'd be lovely. Where else would be good to work? Cafe. That would be nice. Mm. Record shop. Yeah. Valve, just so you know what's Valve. actually going on. <laughs> that would be good. That yeah. would be really good. Anywhere, really. Um, <laughs> Nintendo's Nintendo apparently not as good as everyone thinks it is, uh, which is a j- illusion shattering. What but about like, in the gate and Nintendo theme park? Oh, that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Yeah, Testing I know someone who ride. worked in Disneyland as a Mickey. Mm. Said it was sweaty. 
but Excellent. enchanting. Is that a video, a well-known video games journalist? It is a well-known video <laughs> yes. games journalist, yeah. Uh, so that about wraps up our podcast for this week. Um, is there anyone got anything to plug? No. No. Oh, well, let me plug my little competition. Uh, Tecmo Koei, the lovely people there, have given us two PlayStation Vitas to give away, uh, including with games Dynasty Warriors Next and... Uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus mm-hmm. um, so if you want to get involved with that just head over to facebook.com forward slash IGN UK is that for UK residents only Tom yeah I was going to mention yeah. that yeah this is uh, you'll find it at the top of the page it says win PS Vitas click there and uh, you'll have to like the page to get involved but this is open to UK yeah. residents only so Erden Boskurt Dominic Sampson you're not allowed yeah, sorry. Or Spencer Schubert but IGN US has plenty of competitions going on actually I've got something to win. plug yeah I've just created the first UK-created wiki page on IGN. Okay, We've done one for Doctor Who. So if there's any Doctor Who fans out there listening, start populating it with information. I've put some some in there. Yeah, I've I've written an overview, and you've put um, details about all the Doctors, their their times and their uh, pictures. Are you summoning the Whovians? Yeah, but yeah, come on, come along, get involved, uh, help populate the Doctor Who wiki. There's probably going to be more wikis we'll be talking about over the coming weeks, but yeah. that's the one we're working on at the moment. Yeah, There's an really... IGN UK podcast wiki. There is, I've been working on that as well. It's, it's really easy sad. to go in and create them, though. I think I'm going to get quite addicted to that going forward. It is addictive. So yeah, get involved. Hive, the hive mind in action. <laughs> Brilliant. That's it then for this week's uh, IGN UK podcast. As always, leave us a good rating on iTunes if you liked what you heard. And if you didn't <laughs> like what you heard, don't bother. Just, just... Don't tell anyone. Chill out. Uh, yeah, send us your feedback to feedback at IGN.com and we will see you this time next week for another special edition of the podcast. Yeah. Another special Thanks edition. for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. CDP. Sorry, that word is not acceptable.